Hi, I'm Jill. And I'm Erin. You're listening to Banter and Dish Podcast. We'll share relatable stories and recipes with a hint of humor and a dash of delight. I like it. (laughs) Welcome to Banter and Dish Podcast. Whether you've been with us from the beginning or this is your first time, thank you so much for joining us. The format of the podcast is that we banter for a bit, then chat about an easy dish. And today's recipe is instant pot lasagna from Amy and Jackie at PressureCookRecipes.com. This episode is being recorded on May 29th, 2021, and will be available for you to stream on June 10th. So it's about mid-June. Let's wish our June listeners that we know of happy birthday. I have a few. My mom is turning 75 in June. So happy birthday, mom. Happy birthday, Penny. Oh, wow. 75. I know. Happy birthday, Penny. That's a great number. Yes. And Darcy, one of our past guests, has a birthday in June. So happy birthday, Darcy. Oh, yeah. Happy birthday, Darcy. Awesome. And another past guest, Sharon, has a birthday in June, too. So happy birthday, Sharon. Yes. Happy birthday, Sharon. Wow. (laughs) We got a lot here. Yeah. And my nephew is turning 18 in June. So happy birthday to Liam. I don't think he's a listener, but I wanted to give him a shout out for his 18th. And I have one more. My college roommate Heather's mom, Linda, is having her birthday in June. So happy birthday to Linda. Okay. Wow. Do you know anybody with a June birthday, Erin? Yeah, I have my cousin, also known as my fruzz, my frozen. If you guys know what a frozen is, I don't know. Is that a friend who's a cousin? Yeah, it's your cousin who is also your friend. Oh, I didn't know that. So that's my fruzz. So I tell her happy birthday. She'll she'll know who. What's her name? Her name's Fruz. Her name's Fruz. No, <laughs> hmm. <laughs> it's Meg. Meg, my cousin. Meg. Oh, okay, happy birthday to Meg. Do you have any others? I don't think so. So happy birthday to our listeners who we may not know have a June birthday. All right. So a couple weeks ago, when I was really warm in this office, and we started chatting about Naked and Afraid, and we said we were going to revisit the Naked and Afraid talk. Yes. Because you're a big fan of the show, right? <laughs> yeah, um, I, I do watch it. If you guys haven't seen it, it's it's a show called Naked and Afraid on Discovery. Um, and I believe it's streaming on Discovery Plus now, too. And I think it's on Hulu. It's on one of the streaming platforms that we have. We check like every single platform to try to find out if I could watch this because we don't get the Discovery Channel. I see. Lloyd is into sports and news. Mm -hmm. And so basically all our cable channels are sports and news and apparently Turner Classic Movies. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. Um, Yeah. yeah, So the show, I believe it has been on for many seasons. And You know, I think you had mentioned this show before. I don't know if you had mentioned it when we were recording, but we did say... This is probably something we should talk about during the podcast. Yeah. Um, so the show, it's actually been running for 12 seasons. Oh, wow. When it first came out, um, it was like, when, you know, those survivalist shows were really big. Like Survivor. Yeah. And when this one came out, I was completely offended by it. I'm like, this, this is so crude. These people are naked and they're putting it on TV. I'm like, what is this? Trash, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but you know what? I started watching. I don't know why I decided to start watching it, but I did. And I'm like... 
this show is so good because it really just gets to the rawness of survival, you know, and, you know, these um, survivalists are dropped off in whatever location they're filming in. And they, they they go with nothing, like they have no nothing on, nothing. Yeah. And they just are given three uh, items to survive with. Uh, usually they have a machete and um, a fire starter and a pot for water and so they oh, can wow. boil it and everything. Is it always one man and one woman or do they have more than two people? Yeah, most of the time it's a man and a woman. Sometimes they, you know, have different scenarios but mostly it's it's been generally a man and a woman are they challenging each other to see who lasts longer no no okay you work as a team for just a set amount of time they started i think 14 day challenges then they went to 21 day challenges the the current season right now is a 60 day challenge they are actually in louisiana the swamps of louisiana because of the covid situation they couldn't travel yeah they usually go somewhere outside of the country like some rainforest jungle or something like that yeah um so they've just stayed domestic for this season and now are they the legends like the past yeah these are the legends um so these are the really (laughs) tough survivalists you know they've survived other series other locations and they are well i will say most of them are the best of the best there there might have been one or two on that we're not (laughs) we were kind of confused why they were on but anyway (laughs) i have a question does sometimes they not last the full 21 days right so yeah basically they can tap out if they want to, you know, if it's too tough or they're having, you know, you can't physically or emotionally handle it, they will tap out. As a team or just one of them? No, just one of them. Oh, wow. And then the other one has to finish the challenge on their own. Wow. And then sometimes there's a medical tap out where yes. there could be a medical reason. They have medics on hand. Yeah. Some of them get tapped out medically, which is kind of unfortunate because, you know, you can't really help that. But Right. Yeah, I could never be on one of those survival shows, I would not last. I really respect anybody who can live in the wilderness and not freak out. Yeah. I probably <laughs> wouldn't even sit in my backyard naked for five minutes because um, I'd be worried that some bugs would be crawling around yes. in places that they should, <laughs> shouldn't right, be crawling. Exactly. I would too. Bugs should be crawling on you at all. Right. If you, you're minus protective gear. They don't have shoes on either. They, they have, have nothing, nothing on their bodies. Nothing. They um, have a little satchel that they carry their stuff in, which can cover some areas, but that's it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't even like going in my yard, uh, you know, like around here. Well, I guess probably around most of the area here. You know, ticks are a big concern, it seems. Yes. You know, and Lyme disease and things. So I, I don't even like going out if my grass is a little bit high, you know, like with shorts on because I'm <laughs> afraid that ticks are going to crawl up my leg. So yeah, yeah, I would not make it out in the wild. Mm-mm. No, I would not either. Yeah. Like, especially those exotic locations too. Even to, like, I would not make right. it out in the wild in Pennsylvania. <laughs> when we searched all the streaming platforms that we have and we found it, I can't exactly remember if it was Hulu or if it was, I don't think it was Disney plus seems an odd one for Disney plus. I think it was Hulu. I clicked on one of the episodes and started to watch. And the first thing I saw was it, it looked like a tarantula. It was some sort of big furry spider crawling along the ground. <laughs> oh yeah. That yeah. would, yeah, I, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of spiders Yes, and they crawl on you. Yeah. Did you watch the show survivor? No. When it first came out, I watched maybe the first three seasons and there was a guy on the first season who did go around naked. Oh, wow. I wonder if this whole show Naked and Afraid kind of was <laughs> like uh, by seeing him naked on Survivor. I wonder if somebody was like, hey, you know what? 
we could do a whole show about nude survivalists. <laughs> maybe, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. That was a good idea. I know I I couldn't I couldn't survive. I can barely survive my normal life with clothing on. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, um, yeah, there's some really hardcore uh, survivalists on these shows, and it amazes me. Like, I could never do it. And, no. um, you know, it's also the, the survival aspect of it, and then there's also kind of the um, social yes. aspect of it, like, you know, just putting people in a situation like right. that, which we're not really, what's the word I'm looking for? We're not really made to be in, I guess. Plus, there's the whole entertainment aspect, where I'm sure some people are, like, fun personalities, yeah, yeah, the personalities definitely come out. So I would recommend watching it, even if you're not if you're not into because I wasn't into either. I wasn't into survivalist shows or nude shows. So like <laughs> again, I don't know what triggered me to to start watching it, but I'm addicted to it now and I watch the show constantly. It's just a lot of fun. And a lot of the survivalists are real interactive on social media. Yeah. So it's kind of fun. They interact with their fans and stuff. All right, Erin. So I am very intrigued. I'm going to definitely watch some of these episodes. <laughs> but I have a question. Yeah. You said you've been watching it for a while. You haven't watched all the seasons. But in your wildest dreams, <laughs> what if we could invite any one of the survivalists to come on to Banter Dish podcast? Oh, wow. Who is the one that you like the most? Who would you like to talk to? Yeah. I mean, I have a few favorites. Um, but one that stands out in my mind is Gary Golding, who has okay. been on yeah, he's been on a few, I can't remember exactly, a uh, few seasons, and uh, he's on the current one right now, and he is okay. quite wild. Um, <laughs> you can, yeah, even if you don't watch the episode, you could find him. He has a YouTube channel and everything, and he is, does some crazy stuff, oh, wow. um, but he also has a good message about conservationism, but he's very, yeah, very entertaining, let's just say. All right. Well, it sounds like he would fit right in. I think uh, that would be a fun interview, I think. It would. I think it would be really interesting to have him on for the recipe part because he seems to have uh, quite a range of cooking tips. Oh, wow. Okay, so he would fit in with either banter or dish. Oh, uh, yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah, he would be very entertaining to have on along yeah. with he the fact that he does promote a, a good message of consuming less on our planet and sort of conserving our planet and what we have here. Wow. So, uh, yeah, it, it would be really fun to have him on. All right. Well, let's do it. Let's do it. Guys, next week we are going to have Gary Golding from Naked and Afraid on the Banter and Dish podcast. It's going to be awesome. Tune in. <laughs> that is a dream come true. Yes. Just you wait, Erin. Just you <laughs> wait. I'm not going to be late for this show either. Yeah, I can guarantee you Erin will beat me to the waiting room I for recording be. next week's episode. But seriously, check them out. If you don't know Negative Freight or of Gary Golding, check them out. Like I said, you don't ha really have to watch the episodes. You can go on to his uh, Instagram or YouTube channel and see some of his stuff there. But if you do get a chance, check out the the um, Negative Freight Current. You could jump into the season anytime. You don't specifically have to start it from the beginning. Uh, you can catch it now. It runs on uh, Sundays at 8 o'clock. This is not like a Ben Franklin episode interview. We're not tricking you guys this time. We we won't have Lloyd naked and pretending to be Gary Golding. We are promise. Not I wonder if Gary's going to show up naked. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. We might have to do some videos, ladies. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Okay, so this week I made instant pot lasagna from Amy and Jackie at PressureCookRecipes.com. 
I love lasagna and I was really excited to try it in the Instapot. Oh, yeah. I guess uh, it makes it easier to make in the Instapot. Yeah, that is the idea. And it really is much easier when you do it the right way. So I have two versions that I want to share. (laughs) Because my first version, while the lasagna itself tasted delicious, there was a glitch that I will tell you about. Um, But anyhow, I had been kind of stocking recipes for Instant Pot lasagna and Instant Pot cheesecake. You needed a special pan that I did not have. And so I thought, well, I might as well buy the pan because I do want to try the lasagna. I don't think lasagna is hard to make. What about you, Erin? I mean, it's kind of a process a little bit because you have to layer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you make it with the oven ready noodles? Yeah, the ones you don't boil. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, having to boil the noodles first, that's another step and it's kind of a pain. Right. I usually boil the noodles first, but this recipe calls for the oven ready noodles. And I was kind of like, hmm, I wasn't sure how that would work out exactly. Because the last time I think I didn't like it as much with those as I do with my boiled noodles. But so here's what happened. I think last week I had said about the garlic bread Mm -hmm. that I made that to go with this week's recipe. I had ordered this pan and it was en route (laughs) and it said it would arrive. I believe it was a Friday. I had my dough rising all day and doing all those steps from last week's garlic bread. Mm -hmm. And I was like, come on, pan. I need you (laughs) to arrive so I can make the lasagna. Mm -hmm. And it finally got to the house. I wash it. I put the pan in my Instant Pot. And it is a very tight fit. (laughs) (laughs) When you make the stuff, you have to wrap it in foil and do this foil sling thing. And I'm like thinking, this pan barely fits in without all that on. Is it even going to fit in the Instant Pot when I do that? (laughs) So I thought, but there's no turning back. My garlic bread is ready to go. It's been, you know, thawing and rising and doing all these steps. I need to just try to make this lasagna. I don't have time to order another pan. Mm -hmm. I don't mind failing. So I thought, well, it could be a complete disaster. Whatever, I'm going for it. You do use the oven-ready noodles. It said to use eight of them. Because it's a seven-inch round pan, you have to break them up and kind of piece them in like a puzzle. Mm, Okay. (laughs) You start with a layer of noodles on the bottom of the pan. Then you put the sauce on, which this is a little different. When I do my lasagna, I layer it a little bit different, but I I did follow the steps in layering that they recommended. So you put the sauce on. Then you put the, the like cheese mixture on, which they said to use ricotta cheese. They said three quarters of a cup of ricotta, one egg, and some Italian seasoning. Instead of three quarters of ricotta, I did half of that as ricotta and half as cottage. And I did the one egg and I don't have Italian seasoning. So I just used some oregano, thyme, basil, garlic, salt and pepper, chives. And I think like some sage and rosemary. I'm not sure. I was just throwing in spices. Mm -hmm. I realized while making this that I would make a horrible food blogger who actually has to share recipes because you would have to really measure to know what to tell people (laughs) to do. You can't just (laughs) throw it all in and then Mm -hmm. say, I think I did this. So then you put a third of that mixture on top of the sauce, and then you put some mozzarella cheese. Then you repeat those layers two more times. And then it said you put a quarter cup of Parmesan on top. 
but the way the layers were, it was like noodle sauce, cheese mixture, mozzarella cheese. So I wasn't sure whether I was just supposed to put a quarter cup of Parmesan on top of the mozzarella or if I needed more noodles on the top. So I actually put another layer of noodles, some more sauce, and the Parmesan cheese. But I'm not sure if that's what the recipe meant or not. Hmm. How do you end your lasagna when you've made it? I end it with the sauce. Just like noodle, then sauce? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, the sauce and cheese. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought it was weird to have the noodle, sauce, the cheese mixture, and mozzarella, and Parmesan. felt like it needed noodles. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't usually end it with noodles. Well, no, I wasn't going to end it with noodles, but I felt like it needed noodles and then some more sauce. Oh, okay. So it has like a top. Otherwise, it's just like that last layer. You know, like a sandwich has the bread and bread. Yeah. Like I felt like it needed noodle and noodle kind of to sandwich it all together. Yeah. But then on top of the noodle, I do add sauce, and I then put the Parmesan on top that it said. But... I don't know if that was right or not, but it sure did taste good that way. But anyhow, so then I made this sling out of aluminum foil. You know, you have to put the pan down in, but then you have to be able to get it out. So it's it's just something so that you have two ends to pull it up. In the Instant Pot, before you put in your can of lasagna, you put in the trivet that comes with the Instant Pot. You put in a cup of water because the Instant Pot cooks with the steam. So you need water in there to make it steam. So I also had to put foil on the bottom of the pan because it was a spring form pan. You know, the bottom pops out, so you don't want it to leak. Mm -hmm. So I foiled up the bottom. I foiled in the top. I put the sling around it, and I tried to get it in the Instant Pot, (laughs) and it barely fit. So I (laughs) pushed it down as best I could. It was not all the way down to the trivet. And I thought, I'm just going to hope for the best. I wasn't sure if it might explode. I didn't know what was going to happen. (laughs) Oh, wow. But I thought, well, I got to just try to make this. I mean, I actually did think about bailing on it. I thought maybe I should just stick this in the oven. But I really wanted to try it in the Instant Pot. And the recipe actually said to cook it for 24 minutes on high pressure with 10 minutes of natural release. But then it said the noodles might not be done. So you need to check it. And if you need to put it back in for five or six more minutes and then a quick release. Well, I thought... If I can't get the pan out, there's no way I can check it. (laughs) So instead of 24 minutes, I just put it in for 29 minutes to start. And I figured that would take care of the extra cooking if I, in fact, needed it for my noodles. Mm -hmm. I'm glad I did that. Okay. (laughs) Because after the 10 minutes of natural release, you know, I do a quick release to let out the rest of the steam. I open the Instant Pot. And I pulled on the foil at the top of the sling and like it's ripping off. There's like no way I'm going to get this pan out. It was completely stuck. Oh, wow. (laughs) Crap. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, well, what do I do now? I had a hunch that it might come out eventually. So I wasn't completely worried or anything. And I thought worst case scenario, I buy a new pot for the inside of my Instant Pot and I start over that way. There was a little puddle of water from the steam on top of the foil. I sopped that up and I cut open the foil and I cut out my piece of lasagna to eat. Oh, wow. <laughs> while, while the whole thing is still stuck inside the Instant Pot. Oh, jeez. And I thought once it's cool and I can like touch it better, you know, like I thought maybe mm-hmm. I'd try to turn it upside down and pound. On. I didn't know how I was going to get it out, but I figured eventually I probably would. But once it did cool... I was able to wiggle it out. Okay. I think before I did that, though, I scooped out the rest of the lasagna 
And then I did get the pan out, but I then immediately ordered a six inch by three inch pan so that I could make it again and not worry about it getting stuck. (laughs) Wow. Okay. (laughs) Which I did make it again. It was so much easier, but a six inch pan is tiny for lasagna. Okay. It made like four little pieces, but they were like, you know, because lasagna is very filling because all Mm -hmm. the cheese the four little pieces, each piece was a nice size. It was probably what a true portion should be. But so we both loved it because Lloyd was home when I made the second time. For ease of preparation, the first time I'm going to say it was like a two because the whole thing with the Instant Pot. Mm-hmm. But without, I would say it's more like a four. It was very easy to whip together, I thought. Taste, I am going with a five. It was just as good as my regular lasagna and it was so easy to make. For digestion, I'm going with a five. It was fine. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I, and I will definitely be making this again. Hmm. All right. Well, makes me kind of hungry for lasagna. I know. You need to get your electrical updated. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is really easy recipe. Yeah, that Instapot sounds really easy to use. It is. <laughs> a sarcasm. Thank you all for listening to Banter and Dish Podcast. We hope you got a chance to laugh with us today. And if you're enjoying the show, please like, rate, review, and subscribe. And probably most importantly, please tell someone you know about us who you think might enjoy the podcast. And remember, you can like and follow us and find all our info on Facebook and Instagram or YouTube. Just search Banter and Dish Podcast. So thanks for hanging with us this week. And we look forward to you guys hanging with us next week. So stay tuned and stay safe. And wherever life may take you this week. Try to add a hint of humor and a dash of delight. Hello? Lloyd, you are on Banter and Dish Podcast. What's going on today? Oh, not much. Uh, Just watching some Turner Classic movies. Ah, that's a shock. Down Periscope starring James Garner. Oh, wow. Yeah. War movie. Yeah, it's Memorial Day weekend, so, you know... uh, this war movies on like mm, back, to yes. back to back to back for three days. So yeah, so I'll see you Tuesday is what you're saying. <laughs> yep, you'll see me Tuesday <laughs> after work. Right, so I'll right. see you Tuesday around seven thirty. Tuesday for dinner. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll see you at dinner. Okay. So I was thinking about this the other day. I was like watching uh, the Discovery Channel, and they were talking about how our water table you know, is getting polluted. Yeah. And and then I remembered that several years ago, where I lived in um, Friendship at the time, they had these flush and boil warnings. Yeah. And I think something happened with the reservoir or something in Highland Park. And I think like there was like too much bleach in the water or something. Hmm. That's concerning. Well, can I ask, why is it called flush and boil? Because you have to flush the lines. So you were in the water for about a minute. Wow. Okay. And then and then you boil it. So it has nothing to do with the toilet. <laughs> no, it does not. It That's does good. Not have I was a little confused. To do with the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, you're not supposed to use the toilet before you get yourself water. That's not <laughs> not what that means. Or are you supposed to because you have to flush first and then boil? <laughs> <laughs> no toilet humor is a thing on here. <laughs> but not this time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So anyway, you won't play our games. Well, like you should flush the toilet before you use the bathroom. Before? What? <laughs> yeah, flush the toilet beforehand so you don't get any splashback from what be, what might have been left in there from the time before. Oh, <laughs> really? 
Is that what you do? Yes, that's the thing. And to, and to prevent the splash back, if you don't want to flush, is you just take a, a couple, like about four or five pieces of toilet paper and lay it right on the water. Yeah, I've heard of that. Huh. You know, on, if you're using public restrooms or something. Yes, I've heard that too from somebody else. What do you know? Well, if you use public <laughs> restrooms, you use about 35 pieces of toilet paper just for the seat alone. <laughs> <laughs> And then for the yeah, you build a nest. That's what my grandma used to say. <laughs> yeah, build a nest. That's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, even like toilets that have those um, pull-out toilet seat covers, mm-hmm. I still doubled up. Put toilet paper on top of those too. Oh yeah. wow. Yeah. All right. I thought yeah. you weren't going to engage in our toilet talk. Now get get on with your story, Mister. <laughs> you guilted me into talking about toilets. So back to the story. So flush and boil. We had to do it. It was like two times it happened in like a month or something. So I had to go to the store and get some bottled water. Mm-hmm. And then I was also like concerned about my cats. I was like, they can't be drinking this stuff. So I dumped out their water, cleaned their bowls, and then poured in the, the bottled water. Or they were having none of that. They no. would not even... <laughs> drink it they just went up sniffed it and walked away like it was nothing <laughs> they so, wanted the stuff with the chlorine wow yeah they they're animals <laughs> I guess, so, you know, they're your, not, your cats were not are not picky no they're they they weren't i mean it was pretty funny to me but i would have bought a smaller case of water if i didn't know that <laughs> less carrying for you less carrying yes <laughs> <laughs> that is disturbing to hear about the water situation now. Do you remember when they would talk about acid rain? I remember mm-hmm. like being oh, yeah. a kid, a kid in the 70s, and they would always talk about acid rain. Yes, I remember and that. I would always be like, why are they leaving their car in the driveway? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that the rain was going to like melt the car right. or something. Right. <laughs> Instead of like what it's really doing is, you know, polluting our water and air and everything else. Did you see the episode of Different Strokes where Kimberly's hair turned a different color because she washed her hair in the rainwater? Really? I never (laughs) saw that one. Yeah, I forget what color it turned, like green or something. But she had set a bowl of water out on the ledge for some reason and washed her hair in it. And it was a big thing with the acid rain, I think, was the episode. Wow. Like an environmental message from Different Strokes. Yes, it was. From Different (laughs) Strokes, I know. That's great. (laughs) teaching the world lessons yes all righty well i gotta get back to turner classic movies because um i don't want to miss any more down periscope starring james gardner all right well enjoy that movie and i'll see you tuesday oh tuesday night yep i'll be there waiting for dinner all right all right talk to you guys later (laughs) okay bye. bye